0: dive sports fans david here and we've got another two minute drill and the final for the nfl season i'm joined today with nick and brian and on tonight's episode it'll be structured a little bit different we won't go through our normal first second third down so on however we'll just cover a bunch of different topics tonight and i'm going to hand it off to nick first with our topic one Uh, What did you guys think of this past year as a whole? Essentially, did it go about how you thought it would or did it exceed your expectations?
1: Um, I think it exceeded my expectations. I think there's a lot more, like, I don't want to say, I think that the games were a lot more fun to watch than I thought they were going to be. There wasn't much, like, there wasn't as much, I guess, division between the good teams and the bad teams. It seemed like there were a lot of teams that were pretty solid this year. Obviously, you know, off the top of my head, I, I think the only, like, bad teams that we you know saw this year probably like maybe you know the Jags and the Jets the Giants um the Texans and the Lions had a rough year but even they played teams hard so it wasn't even like that they were really that bad um and then the Bengals are in the Super Bowl so I don't think anybody had that at the beginning of the season but yeah I I thought it was a really fun year of football I think the 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 spread out of talent um is is really gonna do well going forward and watching football because that's what we like. We like to see that anybody can win. Not that uh it's just gonna be the same four teams that have a chance.
2: Uh Brian, what do you have? I agree with Nick. I mean it's it's been a good year. There's some things I could certainly complain about, but I mean all in all it's nice to have like you know the league so competitive is I mean the last 20 years it's been Patriots, it's been the Packers always you know, making it far into the playoffs. Now we're kind of getting some different teams. And I mean, I just love that. I love the fact that all the games are really competitive. You're not seeing that many blowouts this year. So I think, you know, there are some rule tune-ups that need to happen, but all in all, pretty solid year.
0: Yeah. Another thing that I had to agree with too, because especially if like, I know that we kind of keep going back to the AFC North and being that we're Browns fans and all that. It's like, but that's probably one of the better examples out there of just all around competitiveness. There's like there was no team in the AFC North that you could solidify saying at the start of the year or even towards the end of the year, as an all-team, like the one team that everyone must beat. And now we just got the Bengals in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. Anyways, uh to topic two. And this is um this is kind of a three-parter in a sense. What are things that the newly hired head coach Dennis Allen for the New Orleans Saints uh needs to do this offseason in order to prepare the Saints for next season? And how does the arrest of Alvin Kamara affect this plan? Slash, what did you guys think of the arrest of Alvin? I'll start with Brian on this one.
2: Um, so I'll start with uh what he should do with the Saints. And I mean, just being honest, he kind of He's come into a really bad situation. I mean, this is their second year without, you know, their franchise quarterback. Uh, They're 74 million over cap right now. They just lost, you know, he's replacing Sean Payton, who, you know, he's been there since 2006. So. This whole team's going to have to figure things out this year, and I kind of feel like it's going to be a rebuild year. I could definitely see the Saints going into the offseason being big sellers, you know, just trying to clear up cap space, get some draft picks to, you know, look to the future. I think that uh, he's going to have to figure out, you know, what their quarterback situation is because uh, Jameis Winston played really well but he's a free agent now and they definitely just don't have the cap space to bring him back. So I think they're going to, you know, keep Taysom some, he have him start, draft a quarterback, draft some wide receivers and trade a lot of people to, you know, I don't know. I've heard that uh, the assault was pretty bad. The guy had a broken eye socket or something. So I don't know if it's going to affect his uh, playing this year, but I definitely think uh, it's going to, hurt like his value if they want to trade him or something
1: yeah i can definitely um agree with a lot of that stuff starting with alvin kamara you know obviously when you kind of assault somebody like that i don't think we have all the you know the facts from the situation we're kind of waiting to see all that come out and as the investigation kind of unfolds so we'll kind of see what goes on with that obviously he's probably going to be suspended for you know x amount of games it could be one it could be two it could be three it just depends so that does kind of hurt his trade value um, depending on how bad it is, you know what I mean, he could be sidelined for the season, but again, I, it just depends on on what happened and what kind of transpired, And we'll kind of figure that out going over the next couple of weeks, Unfortunately, that this is going on, you know, and i don't I don't think it will overshadow the Super Bowl, but this is this is kind of what people are going to be talking about going forward. As far as what the Saints can do with them, I think that what Brian said is probably right where they need to be is kind of thinking about going to a rebuild. Because I think they're about like seventy million dollars over the cap, so it, there's really not much you can do. So you're just going to go into free agency with the team that you have. Taysom Hill is going to be your quarterback because you don't you don't have any money to uh, yeah. to sign a quarterback. So you're kind of screwed in that in that boat. I, I think honestly they have a lot of good talent on that team that they could probably trade away, but I don't know. It that's tough because I. Because you don't you don't want to go from a team that could be competing for a playoff spot to not. But if you don't even have Jameis Wisson as your quarterback, I just don't I just don't see what they're gonna be able to do with that. So, you know, names like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, once they kind of figure out that situation, Cam Jordan, um, those guys are probably gonna be on the trade block and they're gonna be in new destinations because they're gonna be able to get, you know, some picks out of those guys, clear some cap space with them and I don't know. I think I think we'll kind of see the Saints go through like maybe a little bit of a lull period for the next couple years. Um, I think the only thing that they might think about not doing that is that Tom Brady's not on the Bucs anymore. So I don't think that that division really has a clear-cut favorite at this point unless the Bucs can get, you know, quarterback replacement for Tom Brady. So they might play like the wait-and-see game and see what the Bucs do, but if they wait too long, then who knows what's out there for those guys. So... It'd be interesting.
0: They've got so much to work on, like you guys have pointed out, and Alvin Kamara doesn't help at all. What do you guys think of the recent coaching hires by teams like the Dolphins and the Saints? Nick, do you want to start on this one?
1: Um, I mean, when you look around the league, I just, I mean, first with the Dolphins, I think that they weren't a team that really needed a new head coach, but the head coach that they went out and got, at least they went out and got somebody – who probably could be a, a pretty decent head coach. I think we'll have to see kind of what he does. He's obviously a pretty good offensive coordinator. Um, if he was able to get the <laughs> Jimmy G and the 49ers to the NFC championship game. But um, with the saints, I think that was an in-house hire. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I, I think the probably the, the weirdest hire to me was um, was probably Levy Smith. I, I mean, he's coached before, but he just hasn't had great success. So I'm just wondering, you know what I mean? What kind of went into that decision? Obviously, maybe we'll kind of figure that out over time. Um, The best hiring was probably Doug Peterson for the Jaguars for me. Um, I think that his tenure kind of ended in Philly weirdly. And I don't really think it was all his fault. I think that, you know, the ownership had some, love for Carson Wentz. And we've kind of talked about it in the past that Carson Wentz isn't really the quarterback that we all thought he might be. And I think he was trying to move on from him, but from the front office didn't really want to. And then obviously relationships were fractured and and it went from there. He took a year off from coaching, but I think he landed in a good spot. I think if he can kind of get Trevor Lawrence going and they can kind of add a few pieces to that team and galvanize those guys to play hard. I think that's really all that team needed was just somebody to push them in a direction to play hard. Cause you kind of saw after urban Meyer left that they, they played, they played a lot harder and and they were in a lot closer games there at the end of the season. So um, especially since they, you know, they knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. So I just think they need a guy to, to go in there and, and be a leader of, of men and obviously not kick his kicker. So that would probably be the first thing, you know what I mean? And in, in the, in the interview, they were like, Do you kick your players? And he was like, No. And they were like, Okay, good. Awesome. <laughs> How do you feel about Tim Tebow? Now nah, you don't want to hire him? Okay, cool. Awesome. You got the job.
0: So How I don't do you know feel about going to a Cincinnati bar.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the bar was set pretty low. So I don't know. But that's probably my my favorite hire because I think Doug Peterson could do a pretty good job there. Um, but in an offseason where we had like eight or nine head coaching vacancies, Obviously, there's some people that got left out, you know, Eric Bieniemy. I think Brian Flores should have got a job, obviously, with his lawsuit with the NFL and some of the teams. I think that some people kind of steered away from that. I think that's a shame because he's a really good head coach and he should have never really been fired to begin with. But um, hopefully next year he can get back in there when some new coaching jobs open up and he can, uh, you know, coach a team again. Because I think that he definitely deserves a spot. So.
0: I mean, yeah, definitely. It's like, I think that came as a shock to many people being that he led the Miami Dolphins to back-to-back winning seasons or something like that. Yeah, that definitely was a shocker. And before I continue my thoughts, uh, I'm going to hand it off to Brian.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of mad at them for getting rid of Brian Flores. Uh, I mean, I think they made a decent, like if they're replacing him, I think they made a decent call with uh, Mike McDaniel. I mean, he's We just saw with the Jags what happens when you bring somebody in that has no NFL experience. You know, Mike's got 15 years. He's a very offensive-minded coach, so you can be pretty sure that he's going to be coming in and trying to revamp that offense, make Tua, you know, basically rebuild that offense to really suit Tua so that that team can continue to grow. Saints, I mean, they went the other way. I love the fact that they uh, hired – like promoted inter- internally i'm just curious because uh dennis allen's been a head coach before and he did not have very much success with the raiders so we'll see if maybe he's gotten better or you know if he'll be another one or two year coach then he gets fired
0: with doug peterson it pretty much just about almost anyone could have been better than urban meyer after the absolute mess that he created Heck, even a preschooler could have probably done better than him and had more respect from his
1: their teammates i don't know david i think a preschooler still would have kicked his players you know what i mean i think that's <laughs> where urban meyer was at on that one you know what i mean i i don't know it, it is is it is it weird that doug peterson chose that job though do you think maybe that was the only one that was offered to him or do you think
2: that because that might have been the only one offered to him but that's, i mean that's weird
1: mm-hmm. to me because you would think like i mean it's not like it's not like even his last year with the Eagles was like that bad, you know what I mean? He's, he's coming off a Super Bowl what 4 years ago. So I I don't know. It you you talk about teams like the Saints, like the Vikings, like the, you know, the Raiders, um like those are still teams that are that could be in contention if you wanted them to be, you know what I mean? So going out there and getting, you know, a Super Bowl winning coach, especially the Raiders. Like I thought the Raiders would be a good fit um if that was a place that he wanted to go, you know, and, yeah. but It's weird. No, nobody really gets the you know nobody who should get a job you think really gets a job, and then random people start getting hired. But (laughs) I don't know.
0: For all we know, that could have been the only one. Then again, we're just speculating. I mean, he could have just taken it because that was probably the best chance of creating a team in his own to his own liking. I guess he could have too. So at least had a chance of it.
2: Maybe he saw that that team had like this. I I do think they have potential down the road it's going to be a couple years but maybe he's looking for the future
1: and he's he's basically in a situation again where he has a young quarterback who is on a rookie deal and he out and spend a little bit a little bit of money put some people around him and maybe uh create the same magic who knows
0: yeah exactly anyways moving on to more of our super bowl thoughts and predictions uh we're going to move into topic four and this is going to be our more of our prop bets predictions so more of our kind of like what Gatorade color will be used on the winning coach at will be poured onto the winning coach uh stuff like that so actually let's just start with that uh what Gatorade color do you guys think will be used today or this sunday
2: I got lunch. orange you got or orange
1: I mean I guess I guess you'd have to go. If if the Bengals win, yeah, I'd probably go with orange. But if the Rams win, they might use that. Uh was it Glacier Glacier Breeze? The, yeah. the, the light blue. I think that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. But I mean, this is tough because then may- maybe none of the guys like the blue one on either side. You know what I mean? So I don't know.
0: Do you not like the blue one? That's mo- that's probably one of the most popular flavors out there. Yeah.
1: No, I know, I know, I know. Be interesting. But usually they have one made up. That they're not drinking. They're like, yeah, we're going to dump this on somebody.
0: True. I'm going to go with the traditional red on okay. that for myself. That's spicy. <laughs> for you guys, which commercial do you think is going to air first?
1: Well, that, that first slot is definitely going to be a car commercial. They got the most money.
0: <laughs> Either that or beer.
1: That beer or something for like that Disney owns. Like Marvel, Pixar, like something in that realm. Like who... Whoever has the big bucks, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. they,
2: they could, I'm totally like, they could totally
1: like range trailer or something like that to start it off. I think mm-hmm. I
2: gotta agree with Budweiser just because they always make special commercials and they have big bucks. Mm-hmm. And their
0: commercials
1: are always solid too. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, they
0: do amazingly well on some of their commercials. Don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest fan of Budweiser, Bud Light, or whatever, but they do amazingly well, especially on their uh Super Bowl commercials and is there anything that you guys can think of that might happen
1: I would uh I I would put money down that uh a a touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup is probably going to be the first touchdown okay
0: I'm gonna go kind of along the same lines but I'm gonna say Odell Beckham Jr. is gonna be the first one Just because I think Odell's going to probably want to say screw you guys to everyone who just about doubted him. And being the first touchdown in the Super Bowl, I think would be
2: impressive for him. Sounds like you guys are uh, picking the Rams to get the ball first. That, yeah.
1: I mean, the the Bengals get it for – listen, that Rams defense is not It's scary. Yeah. And you know what? If there's an over-under on how many times Joe Burrow gets sacked – um, if it's like if it's set at like six sacks, I'm gonna take the over. Like I yeah. would take like over
2: on that. I think I'm going for what, eight sacks. Yeah, I just,
1: he might get sacked double double digit times. I mean, like th- this is what I say: if that offensive line doesn't step up, I think unfortunately we could see another Super Bowl, like two Super Bowls in a row, where one quarterback is just running for his life, and it's just not that fun to watch a Super Bowl
2: because. Yeah.
1: But you just can't. He's not going to be able to do anything, and he's not as athletic as Patrick Mahomes, so he's just going to get hit a hundred times. <laughs> so they better they better come out there with a two tight end set and just everybody's blocking. <laughs> Send Jamar <Yeah>. D.
2: <laughs> I got one. So, do you guys think there's going to be a, a streaker slash on field fan disturbance this year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Seems like just every Super Bowl. Yeah. And honestly, I would bet. I think a- there's going to be something.
1: Didn't the guy, the guy who won last year bet bet that there would be a, a streaker in in the game, and then he was the one to streak at the yeah. game.
0: That's yeah, true. That's <laughs> I mean that's probably the only safe way if you're gonna get it. Yeah, if you're gonna bet on something like that. That's probably the only safe way is to go out there and do it yourself.
1: Listen, I, I just don't understand why people do it because the tickets for this game, like up up in the nosebleeds, like where you're getting freaking wind frostbite up there. It's like five grand for a ticket. So you're just going to sit there and be like, and the people that are actually probably running on the field are not the people all the way at the top. They're the people towards the bottom. So they're spending like tens of thousands of dollars on freaking tickets. So it's just crazy to me.
2: The uh, average Super Bowl ticket right now is $10,000. That's wild.
0: Moving on to topic five, uh, and we kind of hinted at this a little bit with kind of like the over-under on Joe Burrow getting sacked and i know that brian you gave your thoughts last week but do you guys have any predictions for the super bowl or points that have not already been discussed from the last episode
1: well i guess i'll go since i wasn't on the last episode i think i mentioned it earlier but i think a big a big difference in this game is going to be how they protect joe burrow if they can if they can give him enough time to get the ball out then i think it'll be a fun game to watch but If if they go out there and they shut them down, then I think it'll be similar to what we saw with um when the Broncos played the Panthers in the Super Bowl. And Von Miller and that defense just shut down Cam Newton and he wasn't able to do anything because that offensive line couldn't stop them. And you're talking about Von Miller, who, you know, from our generation of watching football, um, and then Aaron Donald now, those are two of the, you know, better pass rushers that we've seen in the league over the past 10 to 15 years. So You got both of those guys coming at you and they're both going to go out there to play the best game of their life. I think that'll be kind of a key factor is is how much they get to Burrow. But Mm -hmm. if if they can keep Burrow upright, I think we're going to see a a fun game. Like both of these guys, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, they, they want this. You know, Matthew Stafford wants it because he was telling everybody and everybody, you know, that loves Matthew Stafford is being like, hey, it's just the Lions. You know, they suck. It's not Matthew Stafford. And one year removed from the team, he has the opportunity to get a chip. So I think that he's going to be extra motivated and Joe Burrow is just, I don't know. He's just cool as a cucumber, That dude, nothing faces him. He's going to go out there and give it his all. And, um, you know, obviously it has to end at some point, but I think him and uh, Jamar chase are undefeated in elimination games. So like I said, it has to end at some point, but, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they go out there and, and they play, and it'll be a fun game. I, I hope it's a fun game. I hope it's not a blowout, but.
0: Yeah, definitely. Anything you want to add to this, Brian?
2: So Something I didn't bring up last week, just a prediction, is I think Jamar Chase is going to get the fewest number of yards he's had in several weeks. Okay. Just because it's been a while since Cincinnati's played a defense like this, you know they're going to have Ramsey trying to, you know, shut him down and Joe Burrow is going to have to get that ball out real quick or he's going to be, you know, on his butt. So, I, yeah, just, yeah. I don't think he's going to be as effective
0: whether or not the LA Rams can take advantage. For example, the Titans game against the Bengals. Joe Burrow got sacked 9 times and they still lost the game because they probably didn't take as much advantage of the amount of times that they got to Joe Burrow and had the time to hold on to the ball and stuff like that. So it's a matter for me, it's a matter of taking advantage of those situations. Can Matthew Stafford, can the Rams take advantage of them? I think that they will because this is Matt Stafford's probably only chance at making the Super Bowl And because we don't know how much longer he's going to be in the NFL. It's his 13th season and we saw Tom Brady who went 22, but that's that's a rarity that they make it 20 plus years. So he might be gone in the next year or two. So my money as of right now is on the LA Rams because at least with Joe Burrow, you still have a significant amount of time with you make that offensive offensive line better. You have an amazing shot at the, at the soup. So before we get into our football trivia and stuff like that, any off season predictions that you guys have Nick?
1: I think we're gonna see a lot of quarterbacks move. I think that's probably the obvious answer, but I think we're going to see a lot of, a lot of like top talent move as well too. I think there's some teams with, with as much turnover as we had in the coaching department, I think they're going to kind of shuffle up some teams. And, you know, I think we might see some guys that are going to be on the move that we, that we're kind of, you know, we're like, why are they on the move? But these guys are going to want to get their own guys in there. They're going to want to, you know, ship some guys out so that they can get some stuff in return. And I think we're going to see lots of wheeling and dealing, especially with the quarterbacks on the move. I think, I think Jimmy G is obviously on the move. Rogers will probably be on the move. Wilson might be on the move with Kyler Murray deleting everything about the Cardinals from his social media. He might be on the move. Um, obviously <clears> Winston <throat> will probably find a new home because the saints can't pay him unless he comes back and plays for free, but And and I think there's a potential that, you know, the Browns might make a change at quarterback if there's somebody else that they can bring in. You know, Baker might be on the move. So there is, you know, Carson Wentz might be on the move again if the Indianapolis Colts don't see that that they can move forward with him. So there's a lot of changeover that we could see at the quarterback position this year. And there's a lot of quarterback vacancies when you talk about like the Steelers, you talk about um, other teams like that. So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a fun off season to watch when you talk about trades, because I don't think this draft is too quarterback heavy. So I don't think people are going to be going into this draft thinking, oh, I'm going to get the quarterback of the future. And maybe that's a mistake. Maybe we'll see a guy come out in the third round that'll, that will <laughs> that turns into a franchise quarterback. But um, I think we'll see more movement at the quarterback position in
2: free agency and in the trade
0: block. Uh, Brian, do you have anything for the offseason?
2: Uh, I can agree with him. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of trades before the draft this season, a lot of draft picks changing hands. And I could definitely see this. I mean, I, right now, I think the Eagles and the Giants have two or three picks each in the first round. I could definitely see some other teams joining them there. I do think uh, this off season, NFL is going to work to change some rules like taunting and maybe how the officiating works. Other than that, I really have anything right now.
0: And before we get into our usual football trivia, we do have a bit of an announcement for the fans. We plan on doing more uh, two minute drill. So this may be the end of the NFL season, uh, but this is not the end of two minute drill. Uh, we have the plan of doing more NFL off content, as well as draft content. And on top of that, in the spring, we will also be covering the USFL, so the United States football. So as I said before, this is not the end of Two Minutes Drill. You'll be seeing more of me, Nick, Brian, John, and Don, and so many more. For our trivia question, what Motown singer tried out for the Detroit Lions in
1: 1970.
0: 1970. I got
1: nothing for that one. <laughs> yeah, um, ooh,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's a that's a tough one. Can we get a hint?
0: The hint that is given to me as of right now is they tried out with Hall of Fame tight end Charlie Sanders. I'm trying to look up for more uh
1: well that doesn't that doesn't help cuz I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think my thing just way before my time. Yeah, I'm trying to help you guys out.
1: <laughs> maybe like a maybe a song that they uh, they sang. You know what I mean? Or maybe the the first letter of their name. I don't, I don't know. All
0: right, you're looking for initials. Um, this person started with their first name started with an M, and their last name started with a G. Marvin Gaye. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? <Marvin> Gaye.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: what wait what the heck he tried out you said for the detroit lions
0: yes (laughs) at what position tight end
1: (laughs) is he that big
0: uh well he is as of right he is six foot one
1: okay because i mean in the again, again, keep in mind this is
0: the 1970s so the standards for tight end is completely different
1: yeah i mean they they were pretty much just blockers Mm -hmm. i don't they were really wide receivers so i'm just like I guess I mean six, six. If he was like six one, maybe like two eighty or something like that. You know what I mean? That might not be. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, he didn't make it, obviously. But did, did he? Did he play any games in the NFL?
0: Not that I'm aware of. I think he yeah. just. The question just said uh, what Motown singer tried out for the Lions. Didn't necessarily say that he made it. And nothing that I've seen uh, has suggested that otherwise. That's
1: fun. Yo, there we go. There's there there's a new Madden Madden thing we should do create Marvin Gay as a tight end. See what Okay.
0: <laughs> that would definitely be interesting.
1: A Madden career simulation of Marvin Gay on the Lions as a tight end. That'd be fun. Mm. That's pretty cool though. You said you said M and then G and I was like there's no way it's Marvin Gay.
2: But yeah. <laughs> it was Marvin Gay. He <laughs> was like that the only name that popped in your head with those initials.
1: Yeah, that was like instantaneously. He said M and G and I was like I was like Marvin Gay. There's I was like he's not he's not as, as big as, like, a tight end, but, I mean, I guess 6'1", big enough, but, especially yeah. since they were just blockers, because I, I don't think they are really past catch.
0: Yeah, like 70. the average one is six foot six as of right now, but then again, that, that standard's changed to yeah. a wider big,
1: big, I mean, look at Kyle Pitts. <laughs> that's a, that's a big dude. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know, that's...
0: I mean, well, that's a good 50-year time difference.
1: Yeah. And well, I mean, a lot of
0: things can change in that time.
1: Because a lot a lot of the guys, they're 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 tall and they're they're big and they're strong because they're pass blockers, but they also use them as pass catchers. So mm-hmm. you create such a you create such a mismatch on the, the linebackers and the safety when you're you know six four, six five and you're just big. So <laughs> I mean that's why like DK Metcalf creates such a, a mismatch because he can just go up and moss everybody.
0: So, yeah, it's a good 40-year difference between 70 and now. Anyways, with that, that ends our Super Bowl special of Two Minute Drill. Uh, We'll see you next time. Have a good one.
2: Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast. B-D-S.
1: Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your
0: podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as
1: always, Two Minute drill listeners, until next time.